1: Greetings, and it's meeting time. A few weeks ago, I was spiritually fed by the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor James Hogan from Faith Bridge Community Church in McKees Rocks. Shortly thereafter, I was honored to share my testimony with his congregation. And today, Pastor James is with us to share his testimony of restoration from the disease of addiction to becoming a shepherd to his flock in the McKees Rocks area. Pastor, welcome. Oh, thank you, it's good to be here. It's great to have you here. Pastor, no doubt we have someone listening. They're enslaved in this bondage of addiction. They're feeling helpless and hopeless. So why don't you start from the beginning of your journey and assure these people that jesus wants to rescue them as well
2: oh absolutely yeah i'd love to do that so i grew up in mckee's rocks and uh went to stow rocks and as a kid i was a partier i out with a lot of a lot of folks who who drank too much and smoked the funny stuff and did all that that stuff and uh unfortunately my dad had changed jobs when i was little had gone from being in the steel industry to working for the federal government and they sent him overseas starting when i was about 12 years old he he was overseas for months at a time right at about the time i needed somebody around to cuff me upside my head and keep me in line and uh, unfortunately my poor mom had six girls and me so she didn't know what to do with me wow. and so i just drifted around and got deeper and deeper into using drugs and then uh, eventually i went to the military and uh when i got out of the military i moved to the west coast to go play music which is uh, one of my passions in life and when i was out there um i got married uh, to the same wonderful wife i have today by the, the the miracle of god's grace and everything was good in in the the gains i was making in in the life that i was pursuing but each show, each rehearsal ended up with us, uh, with us drinking and, and using, and it just spiraled out of control. And uh, by the end of uh, 1993, I had been a full blown addict for for a couple of years, and my my wife had tossed me out and told me she couldn't live with me like this, and uh, I was living out of my truck.
1: Isn't that called?
2: Tough love? Yeah, it was tough love. But she said, I don't want a divorce. She said, I want a clean husband. Amen. And uh, so um, in uh, July of 94, I I finally uh, was rescued. And and that's when my clean date is. And ever since then, I've had a real passion for wanting to help other people break free because I know that it's possible. I was sentenced by a court to go to Narcotics Anonymous, and when I went there, the guy that was, was facilitating the meetings was a professor at San Diego State University, and he talked about how he had been a heroin addict while he was teaching at the school. And he was not a believer, but he was somebody who he believed in the quote-unquote higher power, you know, and uh, he kept referring to times he had slipped up. And i thought i don't want to be on that route i don't want to i don't want to worship the Chihuahua in my neighbor's yard and keep slipping up I want to be healed I want to be fixed man and so I gave my life to Jesus in the mid nineties and he completely flipped the script of my life. all the things I was chasing were about making me wealthy and me famous and the spotlight being on me and when my life changed to being about putting the spotlight on Jesus. Uh just completely changed things.
1: Pastor, I've often said these secular meetings, AA and NA, they saved my life. Mm-hmm. But Jesus saved my soul.
2: Right. Is that right? It is. It, there's definitely a benefit to, to the secular meetings, no doubt about it. In fact, I go on occasion to, to, to NA meetings um, to meet people, to, to, to find out, you know, who in the neighborhood is, is that I can run into around the block is struggling because I think I can help them. But
1: I do as well. And I encourage the listening audience, those that are struggling, that don't have decades of recovery like you and I do, they have to go to meetings.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: A lot of people use it, uh, uh, the excuse, well, it's not a Christian meeting. Jesus will pull you out of those meetings, yes. will he not?
2: Yeah, and there's a day that's coming for all the people that are willing to give their life over to Christ where they're truly going to be free. And that's the beauty of it. I, I remember being pulled over by a police officer in San Diego, um, and every time I had been pulled over for five years, they had torn my car apart, sat me on the sidewalk in handcuffs looking for drugs because I was on probation and all that mess. And one time i got pulled over for a taillight out, and, and the cop checked the computer and he came back up and said mr hogan i'm i'm just going to give you a warning get your taillight fixed and i thought wow that's the first time in five years that he looked at the computer and said i don't need to rouse this guy and and i've never been harassed by the the police since because that day of freedom does come and it feels like when you're getting clean the weight of the world's on your shoulders and nobody wants to give you a second chance But the truth is that the day of freedom is ahead, and and eventually the day of freedom will be behind you, and and you're walking in that freedom from from then on.
1: I love what you just said. Repeat that. That's so important about this freedom.
2: Yeah, because – it feels like sometimes you have a life sentence for whatever you did. You're identified by your worst moments forever. And that's not the way it really is, but it feels that way. It feels like I'm, you know, people stand up at a meeting after 28 years of being clean and say, you know, hi, I'm Bob and, and I'm an addict that he hasn't used in 28 years. And it's like, no, hi, Bob. you're Bob. You're a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. And, and, and therefore, you don't have to be identified by your worst moment when you were 22 years old.
1: Totally agree, yeah that makes so much sense, you know, I remember many times I would say i 'm an addict, okay, but now i 'm a child of god
2: amen. amen amen yeah and and you know every addict has a lot of people they 've hurt you know and and there are people that will not forgive you. Like I, I have the the privilege of pastoring a church in my hometown. There are some people that won't come to the church that I pastor. You know, that guy ripped me off for weed when we were sixteen. That guy this, that guy that. But I can't be identified by that anymore. I'm not that person. And you get to a point where you realize that and you operate in it. But you know, even my own mother had to forgive me for a lot of mess that I put her and my dad through. And you know now she's my, my my biggest supporter and the biggest champion of what we do, but you 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 have to get beyond that stuff.
1: Yes, and 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 I keep thinking of the newcomer, the person that's listening, that's struggling, that perhaps can't relate to your sharing of this healing. Yes,
2: but it's a journey, isn't it, Pastor? It is. It literally the, – the thing that, that the programs get right is it's it's one day at a time, especially when you're starting. You have to be able to make it through today to get to tomorrow. And eventually the todays stack up, and then you realize, wow, I haven't thought about using in a month. And then it's I haven't thought about using in six months, and 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 you move on beyond it. But at first it feels like like I, I can't do this. I have, I can't stop thinking about using. I've thought of it every minute for the last hour. But but that eventually is is broken off of you, and you're set free.
1: There's no doubt in my mind that addiction is demonic. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I believe, and I know at least for me how Satan kept me in bondage. Two of his biggest weapons that kept me enslaved were the obsession and the compulsion to continue doing that which was destroying my life.
2: Yes, absolutely. When when you're in that cycle, your default position becomes to to make that, that mess over and over again. Anytime you're stressed out, anytime you're angry, anytime the situation you're in is getting to you, that's what you run to you have to retrain yourself to run to Jesus and not to that mess. Amen. And when you run to Jesus, things change. I took one of my friends to rehab 12 times after I moved back to Pittsburgh from the West Coast. And one of my friends said to me, why do you keep wasting time with that guy? And I said, I'm not wasting time. A, freedom is possible for him. And B, I helped make the mess that he is today. And and you know, it's, if, if it's my part in, in life to drive him out to, to Gateway or to wherever 50 times, then I'm going to do it because I still have hope that he's going to break free of this.
1: Amen. Pastor, I was a relapse king. That obsession and compulsion stayed with me for years and years and years. But the miracle is that eventually, in God's time, if we get involved in this program of recovery— that obsession and compulsion is lifted, am i right
2: oh yes absolutely it, it, it's a it 's a definite choice, and for most of us. We have to get to the absolute end of our road. But the truth is, for, for the person that's struggling with it right now, you don't have to wait until you get to the end of your road. You don't have to be living under a bridge. You don't have to be in a gutter. You can say, today's the day. I realize I've lost control of my life, and I can't fix it. And, and if today's the day, all Jesus is waiting for is to have you say, I can't do this, because he's going to say, well, I can. So I'm, I'm glad you realize you can. Amen. 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 And he will lead us. Absolutely, 100%. Just like you lead your flock.
1: It's a blessing. It's it's definitely a blessing. Pastor, um, we're running out of time. I think I'm going to ask you to come back because there's a major component to this recovery process, to this healing process. And as you mentioned, Jesus will heal us. But he teaches and he heals us through his word. And we talk about these 12 steps of recovery. they are 12 spiritual principles, right?
2: They are indeed, yes.
1: Can you come back next week and talk about how these spiritual principles changed your life? Surely I can do that. Amen. 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 Folks, you don't want to miss next week's meeting. Pastor James will be back, and he's going to teach about these 12 spiritual principles that if we apply to our lives, we do recover. Amen.